Hey, yo, what it do? Welcome back to the 59th Avenue Podcast, Fireside Chat. I am your host, Guy Patterson. And tonight, we bring on a few very special guests. Coming on, none other than Chris Sexton. Chris, how you doing tonight here? How do we do? How do we do? Feeling, feeling good, good, feeling good. Thanks for coming on. Also bringing on, sitting around here, Fireside Chat, Adam Barker. Adam, how you doing tonight? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Excited to be on the Fireside Chat. I think you said it best. He's ex- excited. He's excited, and I think that's maybe the word of the night. Yeah, Chris, I'll give you a phone back here. And none other than coming on, a Stony Brook guy, Mike Sicklow. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, my man. I'm doing great. I'm so, happy to be here, home for the next two days. You know, I just want to bring that up while we are here. We are, Chris, you want to talk a little bit about where we are? A Wildwood right now in the middle of the woods. So this is Wildwood, Long Island, as my viewers do know. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just something new. You know, it's summertime here on Long Island. In my opinion, Long Island summers, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like a Long Island summer. I'll leave that. I'll leave the mic right there for us. Perfect. But, you know, I'm just going to go around and just talk a little bit about, you know, what we kind of did today, just so our viewers do know on the show. Mike, how was the beach? What'd you think? The beach was wonderful today. Rob Moses Field 5. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah, you know. Field 2 is nice, but Field 5, you got the view. Mm-hmm. You got the view of the lighthouse right there. And there's nothing else. Field 2 doesn't got the bar like Field 5 does. No. Where well, I can get my virginized Yeah, I, I was going to say, let's ask him. I got my virginized drink, pina coladas. Really. Talk a little bit about the drink. All right, listen. So I got Set this, the scene. You walk up to the, the bar. So I go up to the bar. And Keep I go, in mind, hey, this listen. kid's 21. I go up to the bar and I said, listen, listen, you guys got any virginated pina coladas for me? The guy's laughing a little bit. Laughing. Yeah, yeah. Said, yeah, yeah, I can get that. Naturally. I'm like, thank you. Naturally. Now, the thing Started is. Started nice, by the way. This is where oh, I go. This, this is where I go. I'm a big virginized pina colada guy. Okay, we're listening. Yes. I feel like this is the first of my first of my summer 2023, and I feel like I've been made fun about this. But let me pitch my let me pitch my reasoning for getting the uh, pina colada virginized. Sure, sure. Listen, listen. If you get that shit virginized, it sure. tastes a little better. Okay. And it's cheap. Now, listen. I gotta save every buck I. I gotta save every buck I can. I gotta save every buck I can. I'm money. three thousand dollars in credit card debt. You heard him, folks, <laughs> on the show. I, I gotta <laughs> save every buck I can. And that shit tastes a little better. Listen, ask, listen, you know. one or two drinks just doesn't do it for me. So a virginized pina, uh, regular pina colada, just not gonna do anything. Well, yeah, that's well, why right, so, so, Yeah, let me get to my rebuttal. How much did you pay for this virginized? I paid ten dollars. Ten dollars. Chris, how, how much, much should we for pay for ours with alcohol? I paid fourteen. It's an extra four dollars. And now, Mike says it doesn't do anything for you, but I think all three of us would say we we were a little feeling yeah, a little I mean, something. It, you know, it, it just it definitely doesn't taste. get you drunk. And, and, and the rum taste, taste and the rum taste um, is something listen, to be said. Like is yours taste. sweeter? Is yours sweeter? hundred percent. Hundred percent. But sometimes you don't want it sweet. I get that. We're also not fifteen. No. Rum is my favorite liquor. So, and you and chose you not yeah. to get it. See, you're just get a virginized, so many hot takes. A virginated pina colada is just my favorite drink on the planet. It's incredible. I don't want that drink to get ruined by a taste of alcohol, which could all acknowledge. Let me let me alcohol talk serious with you guys here. Amazing. I want to talk serious. Unless we'll, it's we'll, peanut we'll butter. start with bark. Always. I want to start with bark. Okay. And there's something on this show that my viewers, as we know, there's something that I like to call as a segment called rapid fire. Okay. Now, rapid fire is very simple, and I'm going to explain it to all you guys. It is appropriate. It's a fireside chat, rapid fire. In rapid fire, I give you 
this or that question. An example could be hot dogs or hamburgers, and then you would say either or, right? You have less than five seconds to answer the question, okay. and it's just it's one of that options, right? So I'll start off with you, and I'll just swing it around to you know my guests tonight, and it's it's a great game that is a fan favorite. So I'll start with Bark, and that is Dark Horse Tavern or James Joyce. Dark Horse Tavern. You want to you want to talk a little bit about what Dark Horse right. Tavern is for my viewers that so, I don't know? Listen a second. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's got so, it down. Yeah, talk for, a little bit to my show. For for the people who don't know, Dark Horse Tavern is a college bar across the nation. The okay. one that we're talking about specifically is in Portland, Portland. baby. Red Dragons. You know, SUNY Cortland, Red Dragons, got to represent. You okay. know, me and Louie, Mike went there for a little. Yeah, that's right. Cortland guys. Dark Horse is a place you go when you're blacked out at 12. <laughs> 12. Nothing better. <laughs> the place is packed out. You go in there, you go to the dance floor. Upstairs. No AC. You get upstairs. upstairs too. You're, you're sweating within five minutes. But if you're drunk enough, you are tearing up that it's dance a tough floor. tough question, man. The things that happen you know, in Dark Horse. You just have such a sweet spot. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't remember them yeah. most of the time. And that's why it's great. But they're no always great times, Bark, is what you're saying. They're always great So times. there you go. That's Barker's one question. I'm going around. You're going to get a couple each. You can get some rebuttals if they're, you know. Valid. Similar to each other, right? Let me go to Chris here. Yeah. What did you enjoy more? Because you're now going into the fifth year of your, you know, stay at Buff. And mm. did you enjoy your four years at Sachem Northmore or your four years at Buffalo? That's wow. A That's a good one. Thank you. You got a couple seconds. Wow. What did you enjoy more? And I want a valid reason. Right. Right. Say it. I would say Sachem North. I got. I gotta hear why. Okay. It's very interesting. Well, it's very interesting. To start, all of us it. here have memories of Sachem North. Sure. Sure. A lot more people I've met at Sachem North. A lot more time that I've spent at Sachem North. I've had a lot of time up at school, up at Buffalo. I'm listening. Granted, a lot of that was COVID. Was sure. Kind of ass. Mm, sure. sure. That so, about a year the last year, year and a half, I would say that Buffalo was a lot of fun. And that rivals probably arguably better than Station North times because it's different. It's all different. But overall. But overall, I met more people at Station North. I have more connections from Station North. And I have probably more memories from Station North. It's an interesting question. Good or bad, but regardless. Yeah. Very interesting question right there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, uh, that was interesting. I'll ask uh, Mike one now. <coughs> I think he's going to like this one. What do you find more joy in? With a respectable answer, playing at Sage North football or coaching at Sage Ooh. North football? Ooh. Ooh. That's playing at Sage North. Yeah, is it a hundred percent? Yeah, playing. What was it like being a captain there, wide receivers? I just want to hear a little bit about your time there. So, for when we played there, it was no secret we were not a good football team. <laughs> okay. But I felt like I was a good player, and I felt like individually. I feel like I did well, but that's not even what matters the most to me. What matters the most to me is the relationships I built sure. with the coaches I coached for, uh, that I played for, and that I coach alongside, and the yeah. the teammates I had, the relationships I built, will for will last forever, which is awesome. And now, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for those experiences, I wouldn't be able to coach, coach. alongside uh, my other coaches now. Now I've only I'm only one year in the coaching going on too. We'll see how it goes this year. Maybe that could change. Okay. I actually, interesting enough, I asked my dad a question about baseball. My dad was a big baseball guy. I said, "What did you like more?" My dad loved baseball. He was devastated when I quit. 
So what did you like more? You like, uh, did you like playing baseball more or coaching? And he said he likes coaching more. And yeah. I feel like most people that are 30, 40, 50, I feel like most people will say coaching is better than playing. So yeah. that's why I want to go into another year doing so. Got to. Nothing like two, coaching. And see how much better it could get. First year, learning the ropes. You know, I was a rookie. Now I'm develop. Um, I'm going into my second year. I'm oh, developing God. as a coach. I'm getting better. And even the relationships with the kids, it's great. There's nothing like it. That's the best part of it. And I saw a bunch of the kids for the first time about three weeks ago now. They were all excited to see Big me. Big answer. It's very enjoyable. Nice. Very enjoyable. Nice. Right, I got a, a rapid-fire question for you. I, I was just also going to say, if you guys have any for each other or myself, so, please, this is the whole part of the do, segment. Do please. you enjoy playing baseball, high school baseball more, or college baseball? All right. So as my viewers know, and as my friends know, I've had a long journey when it comes to college as I've transferred four times. High school, I was just, you know, your basic, just two-year varsity player. I never played 10th grade in varsity. It was, you know, JV. Um, I'll give you the full rundown. My 11th grade year, we were better than my senior year. We made playoffs. We were pretty good. I had a decent role. I started a few games on the mound as I'm a pitcher. Senior year, I was our Monday guy, so I was, you know, I threw every week. Where with college, you know, there's so much to it. You have the regionals, you have SUNYACs, you know, your every conference play. Also, when I went to Cortland, you live with your teammates. You don't have that with high school. So mm, I would, all, and I also, even when I was playing at Suffolk, Juco Bowl, we won our region, which was pretty sick as, you know, we got a bit to the World Series and stuff. So I would personally say college for the sense of, the relationships are better because you get closer with guys as you literally live with them, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And also the competition is way better. You know, I've played some good players in high school, but it doesn't even compare with the competition played at college. There's a big difference in level. How, so. how was living in the baseball house? Because I know what the wrestling house is like. And yeah. I don't know if I would live there. <laughs> you know, basically there's eight baseball houses in Cortland. There's eight of them. You have on my street alone. It's a lot. On the one street alone, you, so you all of you guys live with each other. Like if the you play only, baseball, if you play baseball, there's 55 men on the roster. If you're not a freshman, you you live off campus. So all sophomore, seen you know, juniors and seniors live off campus. Does anyone not live with baseball players if they're on the team, or it's like you, if you you're everyone? If you're a baseball, you live on the house. The only way if you're living in the house that you're not on the baseball team is that you were and that you're hurt and you're like redshirting a year or you're just like oh. not playing that year. Like there was actually a kid in my, my house that was not on the team that was in the baseball house, but he was on the team three years prior. He was just hurt that year. So he didn't play that year, but he was, he was on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was just hurt. So he didn't get a jersey many, that year. How many guys you live with? Yeah, so we had eight houses. On my block alone, you had five. Damn. So you know Tompkins Street, right? That I house lived on Tompkins yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, I lived on Warren. So Warren was right next to Speedway, right? Mm -hmm. On Warren Street alone into Pearl, you have five. Um, my house, you had four guys living in. The next house, you had three. The house after that. And it was all directly next to each other. So if I was bored at my house for you any reason, I go to the next house. If I don't want to be there, I go to the next house. So the whole road, awesome. house to house to house to house, is literally all baseball. It's awesome. So, yeah, my house, we had different four. Different kind of connections. Yeah, way different. And then the next house, you had three. And I'm boys with this whole street, you know? So... Awesome. And so basically I explain it like this for people that don't understand the experience. You wake up in the morning, right? 
you go to class, right? After class, you come back, you have lunch with your, with your boys, right? After lunch, you go to practice with your boys. After practice, you come home, you eat dinner with the boys. After dinner, you go out with your boys. Then you go to bed and you wake up and you do the same exact thing. If it's game day, it's just game instead of practice. So it's basically, you spend 24 seven a day with, with these guys and you know, it's not like a high school thing where you see these guys every day, but it's just for six hours. Maybe you see them after school and stuff like that. We're Wait talking about you eat with them, you play baseball mm. with them, you party with them. After the party, you hang out at the back of the house. It's a completely different connection. So it's yeah. a good question, though, Bark. It's awesome. It's good. You know? I have, a, I have a one for you. Let me hear, Chris. There's no other option. So it's a little different rapid fire question. There's no option. I like to hear it. It's just you pull it out. Okay. Whatever answer you think. Right away, I hear. I'm going to ask you, what do you think the best day that you've spent with me included in it would be? First thing that comes to my head, without even, I just first thing, I'm not even thinking more as I'm saying this, yeah, yeah. was the canoe, canoe trip. trip. Yeah, yeah the canoe yeah, trip. Yeah, all right, all right. I was just making sure. The canoe, time trip. the canoe trip. The canoe trip. Legendary. Dude, it really solidified a friendship here. That too. Yeah. It really solidified And it was a friendship. culmination. We were friends. It was a culmination of a lot of different times. It was a, a lot, lot of different times. A lot of sweet 16s is when we both yeah. really kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, this motherfucker's all right. You know, we A lot of sweet 16s. Yep, right. then, then, then lifeguarding. Lifeguarding, hanging out. We're like, all right, we're boys. And the canoe trip happens. And then ever since, it's kind of just, you know, history. And, and right? we literally said at the canoe trip, we said that this canoe trip. This day, I'll, I'll never forget listening to Dean Martin on that canoe, just strolling down time. that fucking river. And we were saying, we were like, Last damn. Last guys to get off the boat. Last one. And we were just saying, we were like. Taking your time on that trip. And we used it as a, as a I guess we could say, benchmark of time. As we, like we, we knew we were going to be. And, and you know. We, we knew. But we didn't know we would be sitting at a fire no. in the middle of nowhere. So how far? It's five years this. now. You know what I mean? Four. We didn't know Four. that when we said this, we'd be sitting at a fire in the middle of nowhere talking about this moment. We just yeah. knew that it was going to be something special. And we always said, we were like, time goes fast. Love it. We had this conversation that time goes so on fast. The, on the canoe trip. Yes. Yeah. Said time goes fast. We'll always remember this yeah, remember canoe this, trip this moment. and this conversation. You guys had a lot of good conversations. Are we still, are we still on, this, on this canoe? A lot. I love trip. It. And then what was that dude we met? met what was this random name? war veteran? Korea. Wait, where? Korea. Oh, no, on he the dock. He was also canoeing. Dude, we no, no, docked we our canoe. Uh, we were not allowed to do this. It was to the left when the when the river opened up, right? It was to the left. That's where you guys like, we just pulled I over. I think it was to the right. To the right. To the right. To the right. Nobody else around us because we were the last guys. Dude, you guys were, I just remember you guys were schmucking around the entire time. We pulled time. over. And we just we were fucking around with this guy. We docked it. We had this. We had this nice little like rope thing. Docked it up. Bigger than that guy we saw today. Nah, it wasn't. No, he was short, this guy. Short. It was, he was short. short I have a picture of him. A little fatter, Maybe we'll make that here. the picture tonight. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good picture of him. I right? would like that. Well, doing I would say that. that. I would say that. Yeah. I, I want to ask you guys all a question. You guys have all, you know, this clique here. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate. You know, I, I have different cliques of friends. I really do like this crew. I find it to be very welcoming and fun. I think you guys are all really cool. I enjoy being around you guys. What is it like having a friendship seeing each other grow since you guys are you know young kids so yeah so you know what's that I actually like mentioned i have this. friends like that too but you know i just find it interesting you guys different group so you I, know, it's different i actually groups. mentioned it's funny you say this funny you ask this i actually mentioned this about a week ago okay two i think maybe the two of them scott might have been around scotty morrow if you guys don't know hopefully shout hopefully out scott serge he'll be on it tomorrow and i said i said 
just watching my friends grow over the past, like, let's just say four years in college. Okay. I could genuinely say I am proud of every single one of them just based off of what they've done in wow. their life, what they've achieved throughout the past, let's just say four years, right? How much they've grown as a person and what they've achieved as a person, like Scott graduating, Dan graduating, Bark's doing incredibly well, Chris is going to be a mechanical and aerospace engineer, you know? Love hearing that Bark's going to be a teacher just like you and I are, Louie. Sure. I could genuinely say it is very, very exciting and just a wonderful cool, experience. Right? Wonderful experience to be able to see my friends grow. Like Tyler Zeems got a job now in Massachusetts. Alex Martin is the, the catalyst now, if you guys didn't know. He's not the people's agent. He's the catalyst. Yep. As a real estate agent. Give him a little shout out right there. Alex Martin. The Big people, shout out. Uh, real Martin, estate agent. You guys need any real estate. You guys need any home. Anywhere, any business global advice. Anywhere in upstate New York, Long Island. He's Alex going to blow up. Get him while he's low. It is, it is an amazing thing to be able to watch. Specifically, let's just say Alex for this uh, case. Grow into who he is now. Just wow. looking at who Alex was as a sophomore in high school. And looking at who he is now. And right. what he's done financially, mentally, emotionally. He's just done wonderful things. Let me ask Bark a question here. Okay. Where did you have the most fun wrestling? Most fun wrestling? So. And I want you just to talk a little bit about the whole journey. Okay. Transferring from high, you know, in, from high school into college. So I, I started wrestling seventh, eighth grade. Okay. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. My brother did it first. He liked it. So I tried it out. You know, I fell in love with it. Liked it a lot. But I didn't start taking it real serious until summer of 10th grade. When Going I was into 10th? no after tenth grade, okay. So summer Going after tenth grade, year. I was on JV and I did. Re I always did really well on JV. What weight class were you in JV? Ninety nine. I was Love. ninety. Yeah, I was ninety nine pounds in tenth grade. Is that crazy? Eating Tic Tacs yeah. during yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then, after tenth grade, I was like, I want to be on varsity. You know, I, I had one varsity match in tenth grade. And I got my ass beat. Sure. I was like, I didn't want that no more. So I started grinding. And then, so 11th grade, 12th grade, grinded. Then I went to LIU, which was D1. And I wasn't really a D1 wrestler yet, so I knew I had a lot of work. How'd that happen? What was that whole process like? So I was looking to stay local. I was on trying to stay local, close to home. So I was looking at like Stony Brook, LIU, Hofstra. I didn't really like Hofstra a lot. And then I got a call from the coach at LIU. He, he said, it. yeah, he said he wanted me to come there. Wow. So I went there, and it was a grind there. The D1 lifestyle was a lot. It was just eat, eat, sleep, wrestle. work out, wrestle, schoolwork. It was, there was no social life, really. So. A lot more than D1, D3? Way more. Yeah. It, it was a lot. Like you just, you had Did two, you enjoy it? I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the grind, especially while I was first in college, and I improved massively. I was, like you were doing two practices a day. So it was intense, and I enjoyed the grind. Why'd you leave? So after COVID, COVID hit, and then I started, you know, I wanted to, like, live the college life a little sure, more. Sure, and sure. you didn't really get that D1 because you were just working You so were living much. there in LA? Yeah, so I, okay. I commuted my first year. I dormed the second year. And then, so then going into my third year, I was starting to think, like, I wasn't really too happy there. I got injured. And I was doing, there's not a lot of social life there. And I wanted to leave college being like I loved my college experience. Sure. And it just didn't feel like if I left wow. LIU, I was going to say I loved this college experience. 
So then one day I had like a revelation with my brother in the car that like, you know, if it, if it's, it's really just about money. And I was like, you know what, money's not that important and I'm just gonna do what's gonna make me happy. So then that day yeah. I transferred, I I left and then I went to Cortland and I've loved it at Cortland. It's it's kind of the best of the both worlds. It's a great you get, decision. You gotta work hard, you gotta wrestle still, and then you also got that social life where you're going out partying. What are you out. wrestling at now? One seventy four. So Think I, about I that bumped trend. up a lot. Double. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> double I, so weight. I bumped up a lot. My I went into college and I wrestled at my first year, I was 141, mm. and by the end of that year, the cut was getting intense because I, I got a, a lot little, of weight. Yeah, I got a little taller, and I started getting the cut was way too much. So then I bumped up to 149 for the end of my first year, and then I started lifting a lot that off season. Bumped up to 157. Then when I transferred, I started lifting even more that summer. Eating and a lot. I, yeah, eating a lot, just bulking, just shoving food down my throat. And then I bumped all the way up to 174. And I'm probably just going to stay 174 for next year because I feel pretty good at this weight. Feels still like athletic and pretty big. 174, you feel good. Yeah, How tall yeah. are you, Buck? Uh, I'm 6'1". Solid, solid, solid. He grew a lot from 10th grade. He was That's a little fuck. 99 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah, short, too. I want to ask a music question just because I see the shirt. 21 or J. Cole? Uh, this is a fake uh, shirt that I got from a J. Cole and 21 Savage concert. Point out, point uh, of emphasis, fake. Going back to what I was saying before, I'm $3,000 in credit mm. card debt. This was $10. <laughs> it's a good shirt. It's a good quality shirt. It's probably shirt. like 50 if you got it real. If I wanted to get a regular shirt like I did with Chris, when taking, Chris went to Post, go Malone. See Post Malone, it's about 60 bucks on a concert 60 shirt. bucks on a t-shirt. Doesn't and I don't even know where that look. shirt is. So Jeez. take it like this. 60 bucks for a shirt that I don't even know where it is. $10 for a fake J. Cole and 21 Savage. You had to shirt. pick who you taking, though. 21 Savage or J. Cole? Let me hear it. Oh. Listen, I don't really particularly like either of them that Ten much. Bad but I'm taking J. Cole. Mansion. I'm taking J. Cole. Gotta take J. Cole. I want to ask Chris a question here. You guys could also think about this while I ask. I just want to hear in sure. order from three to one mm. your top three favorite artists right here at this moment. Well, in order. One has been for quite some time now. Yay. Mr. West himself. So yay is number He's one. definitely certified because I can, I judge my favorites as, as in I can listen to all their music, their entire playlist, their entire albums, straight through, on shuffle, no problem. No, right. I have to So speak. you got number one is yay. So Kanye is probably one of them. For a while, the first couple albums, I would say Post, in which I can go through all of his songs, nice. no problem, Burning and, not, by the way. and not really care. I don't know if he's my number two anymore. I do love Post if it was 2021. I think yeah, that was the last like year. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, that no. album's not I'm bad. about to pull up! <laughs> I mean, that song is a little overrated, but Waiting for Never? Best song in my opinion. Oh, I'll, I have a question for you after, yeah, but let me let me have Chris. And then number Chris two and three. And number three favorite favorite. I would say because that's, who's two and three? You have one Kanye. I don't think Post anybody is feeling two. it off this screw, or is it just me? I definitely <laughs> filled mine up, but <laughs> you, so much. you had to have to. Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
let me let me add another band now. Wow. It's a band. I'm here. Because I've listened to a lot of random fucking music. Really just depends on that time of my life what I'm I want to listen to. Queen. Queen has always been someone who I listen to all the time. Hey, play a song. Pull it up. Get your phone out. One of my favorite songs of all time. She gets a move and a shine, no. I love Queen. Wouldn't sound the biggest Queen guy. Hey, play it. Just play it in the background. Play it a little lower in the background. Anything you want. This is one of my favorites. Right there. Perfect. Perfect. I'm moving straight. Keep going. So you got one Kanye. And then three would be hard now. Just listen to this, guys. So I have Rock, Kanye. So I have to think about three. I'm not confident on my number three right now. Five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. First Queen thing. Adele. Queen. Wow. Adele, not, not, the, not the band. Adele. 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 I want to get some nice variation. I like it. I like it. A nice wide range. Of I'm just going to, while you're going on, put a little of this in the background. Rooster? Nice. Something light. I like it. Something light. Nice. You know, since we're on the topic, you know? Yeah. You know, how this podcast goes. Come on. You count down from five there. It made me think of something called the five seconds. Talk to me. This, the users might like this, this little check. I want to hear it. So, it's a thing. It's like a psychology thing. Sure. So, you know, whenever you're like indecisive, you don't know if you want to do something or not. Sure. But you know what's, what you should do always. Okay. Like, you just don't down, want to say it, maybe. Deep down, you know what you should do. You're scared to do it. Okay. Keep talking. So the five-second rule forces you to do it. So you start just counting down from five. And then you say And before you get to one, you're going to have to go do it. Not necessarily say it, though. It's like in your head. Cold shower. Right? Put that shower cold. You're going to flinch before you get in the shower. Wow. You're, you're going to keep putting off. I don't got to go in. I don't got to go in. But you just said five. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We're waking up in the morning. Your alarm yeah. goes off. You want to hit five snooze. Seconds. You count down from five. Mentally, you have to get gotta up. be stronger. You can't. You can't let yourself. You won't let Good point. yourself stop. I like psychology. I've taken some psychology classes with my major. I love psychology. Yeah. I actually didn't do, do well in my class. I never passed it. Learning about how just the brain works and like how your own mind thinks is so. I recently just learned in my class. You know, shout out Stony Brook. Shout out Professor Ulrich. I just um, recently <laughs> talked about in my last semester about classical conditioning and Pavlov the with the dogs. Shit's interesting. What the hell is that? So basically there's this you know, philosopher, you can call him. Um, his name is Pavlov. And his theory, in a sense, was... It was called classic conditioning. And he would condition these dogs right. seeing how they reacted to food being put down. Now, are they reacting to the food itself or are they reacting to the bell? When the bell would ring, these dogs would start salivating. The right. food didn't or, or be a there. time. The food, no, it was, it was the bells. Mm. So he could ring the bells and for a week straight, right after bells, food would be down. Ring the bell, food would be down. Ring the bell, food would be down. Did it for a week. Right. Classically conditioned these dogs' brains for that. Hey. You hear this bell, the food's gonna be down there in less than three seconds. Now he was like, all right, is, are they salivating to get so hungry from the food or the bell? 
So then he would ring the bell, no food. Dog's still salivating. It's called classical conditioning. You hear something, doesn't matter what's happening next. You're thinking about what's happening next from that one sound. So these dogs were a part of this experiment. Now, how do you Very think that relates to humans? Well, that's the question. Think about a school bell. School bell hits, right? Class is over, right? You can hear that school bell in the middle of the period. You're thinking, oh, class is over? Might have just went off. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you said school bell, I thought of an alarm. A certain alarm. Like, the alarm that I have from from uh, high school. Sure. When I hear it, I like a pe- like I, I just feel myself mm. hate it. I hate it. It's not <laughs> in the morning. It's not when I'm first waking up. I'm not tired. But I hear it <clears> and I hate it. Because I associate it with the same feeling as yeah, waking like up. So See, Pavlov was one of the first behaviorists. Yes, behavior. He, yeah. he believes just like everything we do is based on like behavior of physical things, like physical reactions. I'm listening. So I do want to, you know, while I while we are talking about this, I just want to talk a little to Mike here. We brought story. we brought a post. He brought a post. I want to have in order all of his albums. What do you got to rank all of his albums? I got to hear it. He's got this. I got. I love Post. In his I have a Post Malone tattoo. I mean, I love Post. Number one is obviously. Yep. I just want to hear a little about that because personally, I agree. It's just so tough because I love Hollywood's bleeding too. Wow! Like yeah, every really it's like yeah, I don't even know, bro. Like, the, those, those three, three are like one A, one B, one C. Like, but I do have Bentley Stoney, bro. Like this song, bro. I just want to hear what's your what's your favorite song on this song on this album? Yeah. On on this beer bomb. I would say it's probably. Oh my, it's just, it's so good. Post was on a different level back then. But, I just want to say that. Incredible. Dude, these albums. Explore was actually really good too. Look, dude. Paranoid is great. I would say. See, that's what, see, see, like, that's what I was saying. We could just play the entire album and love every fucking song. This is my, this is like top five That's your favorite What a podcast. I just want to hear, so you got number one. You got, you got, you got the South Beer Bomb. With the white on top. It's just such a good fucking two. album. Talk to me. I gotta hear a little bit about this, too. At the time, I love Hollywood. That's a hot take. He's got Austin. Number one. I thought Hollywood Bleeding in September, October of 19. I thought it was better than Beer Bounce Remember. I don't think it aged that way. I, I think I can not, still play There's not really many songs on Hollywood Bleeding that I'm still bumping today. When I listen to Hollywood Bleeding, I think of the start, the first song to his concert when we saw him in person. That was Dude, incredible. That was incredible. How about this song? What we got here? Oh, oh this one's good. I, I listen baby. to this one, so. I actually don't like the song. Oh, come on, Mike. I, I this like, guy's got hot like takes it. all day. I like you. I do. So you got two is 12 characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But those two and three, is, I'm okay. So who's three and four? And then, well, three would be Hollywood bleeding. Two and three can interchange. You have four at Stony. I don't really. I'm not. Like, oh my God! I, I might have Stony at one. I wasn't the biggest fan of Stony when Stony came out. Put this off a little bit. This is classic. But this is his best song. Yeah. Hollywood bleeding has this to be the best, best album. Song. It's not my favorite. So but this is his best song. So and then, 
This is actually I like stay. This is perfect timing, man. Stay. What? It's perfect timing. Because Mo actually so told me, Mike actually told me, that Post is coming out with another album. And apparently it's Austin. all acoustic. All, yeah. all I already so heard Mike's like song, but I, I got to be honest with you. Once he, like, I, I, I really don't want to lie. I, I'm not the biggest Post fan since 12th Carat. Right. I agree. I, That's I why like it was his tough new for me stuff. For I really don't like his new don't stuff. Like, like if you want me to talk about stuff that I really fuck with, you know, I'll go back to 2016 Stony, and I'm gonna play stuff like fucking, like, like, like. Uh, let's put it. Let's put guys, up there. Can we just say this is the sweetest sound. Oh, this is on Stony. Yeah, up like, there. This song. I, this is the best this song. Is it's like my favorite stone. This is my favorite song. It's a vibe. Really. Like, just give it a listen. Let's listen 10 seconds on the show. I want the whole viewers to listen. Feel it. Try <laughs> bark vibing out to it. I just want to say, what's better than this? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This guy's been doing this fire burn burning beautiful. This, this album's still incredible. Yeah. Like, I really like I Fall Apart, White Iverson, Big Lie, Money Made Me Do It, Patient. If what I about No it. Option? No Option, I was just about to say. Like, this album is number fucking one. I figured. He's got a number four. But number four this is, number is four post. Is crazy. That this is post. That is crazy. This so is his first album. You got this at three? I would. Uh, I got to hear no, your one. What's no, your no, one? No, no, What's I your one? Beer Bounds? Beer Bounds and Memories, then I'd. You're putting this at number three. You're not putting this over Hollywood. I know. I you're, might. You're not. No shot. This is number I one. I was bleeding. Might be three. And then the other bullshit. I don't even count. But you guys, listen. I can't count I that other one. I was with the two of you. I was with the two of you guys. I was bleeding like it's great. What about this album? Great album. It is a great album. It's a great album. Oh, this is a great album. I was with. So you're putting Beer Bodies Bentley at three, is what it sounds like. It's just so hard because I honestly might put Hollywood's leading at one. Like, I really would have to sit down. I want to say one thing. With music, personally, if I hear a song, a song will remind me about a certain time in my life. Of course. Right? I could hear a song and it will remind me about maybe a person. Maybe a certain, you know what I mean? I might hear the song five days from now and think about you guys. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. I love that. That's what I love about music. Right? Music's very interesting. So, for me, Hollywood's leading is... My freshman year of college, before I transferred to Suffolk during COVID, because I was at Suffolk during COVID and I was at Old Westbury. This reminds me of certain things at Old Westbury that I'll, I'll never have again. So there's certain things with this album that I could think about. And, you know, it, it's, it's very intriguing, very, you know. It, bro, I was talking about this with Music now. is something that, me, me you know. Music just went on a nice little walk and sit here late night. Nothing better. things I want to mention about this night. I mean, this album. It was a nice night in March in 2020. JB. And me and Chris were sitting on a little stoop in Port Jeff. I'm listening. And we were just chatting for about two, three hours. And one of the things Chris three mentioned hours. that day. Oh. One of the things, maybe not three hours, but about two hours. And one of the things Chris mentioned this day is Kanye West. And just who he is as a person. Yes. He had complete manifestation of his life. Sure. So whatever, we got into a really long discussion about manifestation blah 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 and all this stuff and then eventually it got to like feelings and emotions and i always said that if a piece of art regardless if that form of media is a song or a uh, book 
or a movie, it doesn't matter. If a piece of art get a that art did an amazing job. Like if a song can, if you can listen to a song and cry or give you chills, or if you can watch a movie and you can cry, I think that's a, I think that's a testament to how great the work of art is. But with that in mind, emotions and feelings, they're only described by some certain words here and there. Sure. Like, it's, there's a lot of gray area in between, let's say, like, excited and happy. They might have a little two different things, but there's a gray area in between those two. You can feel a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So what I'm saying is, um, music, music can make, uh, relate you to a specific time where you felt a specific feeling that you can never feel again. And it's, you put that feeling is in, indescribable. You can never describe because it. Because right. there's not words to describe a feeling, if that makes any sense. Right. Right. Like, you, like even if I listen to some DMR. I don't think there's ever a wow. time when I listen to Dean Martin that I don't think of you that. You want to think time. about that trip, right? Yeah, yeah. When I listen to well, Champagne that, Supernova, I listen to that song and I remember us in what, 11th or 12th grade at the beach when the first times we were at the beach late night. I think we might have even had a thought. And that's the thing and about And we were just about, all sitting there enjoying the song. And you just think I about that feeling. And you think about it was such a vibe. And you just Bliss. think about how blissful it was or whatever. Yeah. And there's just, there's not words that can describe that feeling as opposed Great to another feeling that made you feel similar. Right. So let's say this feeling we have now, we can reflect on this, be like, wow, that was blissful, that was this, that was that. But then you reflect on another time that you had in the past. They're two completely different feelings. But you, you are going to describe them in similar ways because there's only a certain amount of words to use that, you, that are in the English language. Right. That's why the best way you can describe yeah. them. Art is beautiful, is. whether that be in the musical audio sense or, or even, or even I'm going to play a song here that if we ever hear it again, we'll always remember this one moment. It's a rare song. I think it was. You know, yeah, you're right. You know, let me think here. Because this, this song that, you know, I'm going to put on is going to be something that, Take some time. you know, we don't really forget. I, wanna, I don't want to forget it, though. You know, so I want to sit back and enjoy the fire. But as I am sitting here, you know, Barker's sitting there nice and quiet. I want to ask him almost a question that has regard to liquor. I just want to hear favorite beer and the reason why. And also, while I'm saying that, I want I want Chris to look at the percentage and what that number says next to ice. I might I might get some hate for this, but favorite beer has to be Miller Lite. Talk oh. a little bit about why Miller Lite. Mil well, beer drinkers will hate that because stop. Miller Lite doesn't taste stop. like a beer. It's like very just like it's, it tastes like the things like water. You could just down them left and right. Like I'm listening. But. If you like, if you're a beer drinker, you're gonna want a little more hops than you think. If like, if you enjoy an IPA, you're probably not gonna like a Miller Lite. That's but not true. I I think so. I enjoy an IPA. Yeah, but you're not downing a twelve. You're not buying IPAs. No, no, you are buying IPAs. Never gonna forget this. IPAs. Never gonna forget this. Never gonna forget this song. They do the job. Trust me. It's rare. Nice rare song. And you hear this? Yeah, no, you this. gotta appreciate it. Just, just enjoy Ocean. the moment. And I'm no Frank, Frank Ocean fan, but this, this song is. Soak it in. Soak it in. Think about Bark with his Miller Lite. Think about what the number says. 5.9? Yeah. Of it is. It's nothing but it. Just, just enjoy the memory, you know. While we're sitting here, I'll ask a question for Chris. 
sure. In order, top three from ninth to twelfth grade, top three favorite teachers. Ninth to twelfth. Oh, I gotta think. Think, think. Bar, you know, Bark, Mike, also think. I'm gonna go around. I'll go around. I'll have Chris go first. We got the song playing. That's tough. Top three favorite teachers in order. This is no, not in order. Did we have to I'm going to go. I'm going to go. No, no, no. Bart, you can go first. High school. Uh -huh. High school, though. Bart, you can go first. All right. If, if we don't have to have them, I'm going to have to go Mourinho first. Just because he's my coach. You're with your coach for way longer. And, you know, that connection's way stronger. Sure. But if we're going just teachers, first... I gotta go with Keller, just because he taught in such a unique way. Keller, that, like, he's gonna be my top student. Talk well. a little bit about he that. He taught you never the had him. most never had him. unique teacher. way. He would have loved you. Really? No teacher has taught like him. He, wow. he teaches English, straight players, you're acting them out, you're doing them. Every student is actively participating. He's got the tattoos. You're laughing in the class. He didn't focus on grades very much. It wasn't about... You know, no. grading papers strictly. I mean, if you failed this class, you had to not turn anything in. Like, Nobody failed. No. Everyone basically got an A in that class. And everyone loved it. Because it wasn't about the grades. It was about the lessons you took away from the like stories. 100%. And that, that like is something I, I admire him for. As and a, you can as use a as a teacher. So you got one, Kelleher. Let me hear two. Two? I think two would be... Possibly Comstock, because his class was just always good. Wow. That's a good one, honestly. His yeah, class Harry always, Comstock. Dude, his class always was always a great time. Coach. The three of us no. blue, if you didn't know, the three of us were all together. Yeah, man. That's, that's my economics. That's, that's, that's my schmucks. coach. That's my coach. Bunch of schmucks and, getting taught by a schmuck. Yeah. Jesus. I just listen to his, uh, I just listen to his uh, little That's story. a tough, that's a, that's that's a hot take for me. Comstock, man. Are you not a fan of Comstock? I mean, I do like Gary. I had him as a teacher and a coach. He's, like, he's the baseball coach, right? He had a different experience. I have no, I have no issue with Gary Comstock. Gary Comstock. Yeah, I have no, I have no, I have no, I have no bad things to say. But that's an interesting top three. Wow. Yeah, his his class was just a fun time. He pulled But I, fun, I will be laugh, honest with you. He's a big reason why I'm a history major. Really? Here you go. For the sole reason of my two varsity baseball coaches is what I'm spanning to be as a varsity baseball coach were history teachers, Gambino. Tom Gambino and Gary Comstock. What and about I know both of them very well, so they've really influenced me to be a fucking history teacher over an elementary or a special ed or a math or anything. History was just something that I was good in, and I looked at, like, oh, well, if my coaches are history teachers in every fucking level, I'm going to be a history teacher. And that's as simple as, you know, what it was. Let me hear three. Bob. Three is tough. A tornado flew around my room before you came. Excuse me. I could go. A little beer bottle is probably so. It's coming to mind. Let me hear. This, this could be changed. I'm, if I put some more thought in it. But I could go with Lederman. He also was a guy. I don't really know that much. Had, he had a really fun class. His class was enjoyable. All right, I'll swing it to uh, Mike. I just want to go over Barks really quick. He had Keller, Stock, 
and lead him. Let me hear uh, Mike's top three, and then we'll go to Chris as he's still thinking. So I'm putting my coaches aside. Okay, that's fine. It would, that's be, fine. It would be all three coaches. Of course, of course. Right? So they were amazing. Now, we want to name them off just for a little shout out. Lori. Yeah, we're going to have Sage people listening to this. You can even expand that to my other coaches like McCarthy. Jules, sure, sure. Jules, right? Jules, Jules. good guy. So, Jules, good guy. Great guy. If I had to go, faculty member that impacted me. Sure, sure. It was Mr. Manley, my guy. Uh, yeah. Wow. I've built such a great relationship with him. I wish I wish we got to stay in touch a little more. Because I know he fucked with me just as much as I fucked with him. Great man. But I don't even want to count him because he's a guy. Sure. My top three teachers. I would say number three. Number three. I would say, That's better. Even better. Yeah, I would say number three. Like build up. It's even better. Let me hear. Three's the top top. I would say number three. Was right off the top of the head. Mr. Barbera. Okay. Barbera. I only got to have him for half a year. I took him for astronomy. But Barbera was an astronomy teacher. Good guy. Also an earth science teacher. Okay. Okay. Good guy. He influenced me and showed me that being teaching could be fun. Right? He's just one. I want you to remember that. I only have him for half a year. But he showed me that being a teacher could be fun. I'm listening. So who do we got for two? Number two is Miss Acacia. She loved her job. She loved physics so much. She was also an amazing teacher. She cared about her students. I had an amazing relationship with her. I had a two-year trip. So I had her for more than I had her for more than quadruple the amount of time I had Barbette. Sure. Because I had her for not just one one half of a year. I had her for two full years, and it was double period every other day. So I had wow. her, I spent a lot of time double with her. Double period. And I spent time with her after school sometimes. She was great. Whoa. Love her. She impacted me as well. <laughs> right. I would say I would say number one is probably Mr. Glasser. Now Wow, Glass, Mr. Glasser. Glasser was a funny guy. It's a funny ass dude. Everybody enjoyed it's his class. Right? And I, yeah. I admire how much we'll get to it. he we'll get I admire to it. how much he was able to Create an environment in his classroom where he could poke another fun at everyone. Yeah, move. Chuck one of those under you. Yeah, you got another piece ones. on it, right? Yeah, I got you. Or a baby. I admire there. how much he was able to. Oh, oh shit. Let's kill. Wait, I think there's one behind you, bro. I got one. Sitting on me? Yeah. Let's just use the one. Keep going, bro. Talk a little bit about glass. Glasser, I just admire how much. You got glasser number one. Yeah, I admire how much. Favorite teacher ever. Create an environment to be able to. It's a big list. Make fun of everybody. Now, I probably didn't have as great of a personal connection with him as I did with my coaches, Barbara, Manly, or Cassio, but I think him just making the class so fun for every student. And I think him just showing so emotionally how amazing he loved, how much he loved his job, how, how great he was at it. And it just showed me that being a teacher is the best job. Smoking, boy. Yeah. So. Well, I think this is our time to swing it to Chris here, where the question started. Yeah. We'll stay in the background. Yeah. Everyone loves the song. Let me hear it. Three to one. Three to one. So I, ha I may have four, but three. Talk but about if it. you know number three, I'm putting this woman at number three. Three. Oh, I would have to put her at my feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'd have to switch I'm, it off. I'm gonna. I gotta hear it. Miss Methvin. Miss Methvin. She was. Miss Methvin was my ninth grade. Me and Bark, and then I love hugs. Aiden Door. Oh, shout out I love hugs. Shout out I love hugs. For many reasons, one of the reasons, the main reason, being just the woman that she is. Honestly, I looked at her as 
I looked at her as a as a mother figure, honestly. Wow. She reminded me of my mom in some senses, in which she was a very strong woman. She went through a lot of shit. My act, my sister actually had Miss Methvin when a tragedy that happened to her uh, that nobody should go through, pretty unimaginable. Uh, she went through that, and she's still to this day the one of the sweetest, most kind, genuine women that I've ever met in my entire life. And on top of that, the environment of the class was always a great time. Me, Bark, Aiden, we had great times in that class. She just let us do whatever we wanted to do. We also learned Spanish. You know, we do what we had to do. We had a lot of respect for her. So we really kind of let her do what she needed to do. But then she also had the... But when that home the, But when that home bell, yeah. There was, yeah, every time. So it was just, it was a great time. It was a great time. But that woman is one of my favorite women. In this entire world yeah, I, I would have to Honestly She really is Let me hear your number two My number two See I was actually I had three up I had four in my mind Because Miss Fraunhofer Was another funny Wonderful woman one, Wonderful woman she, she, was, she was an honorable mention On my mind Yeah she's an honorable mention I think on mine as well Because she didn't Rival the first two But she was close Great one And the dog loved her Dog loved her As did I Anyway Number two could say Mr. Barry. Mr. Barry was a funny dude. It's on my list. Great guy. He actually loved Harry Potter. But it's funny that really? I actually just watched Harry Potter for the first time since his class yesterday. What house did he put you in? Oh fuck! What house was I? I'm Gryffindor. I don't. I don't think I'm I was Gryffindor. Slytherin, Gryffindor. I was. I was a Slytherin. Hufflepuff and. Ravenclaw. I was a Slytherin. <laughs> Yeah. I know I wasn't Ravenclaw and I wasn't Slytherin. I was either one of those two. Did he but, just place you in the houses when he did that? Or yeah, he, he like past? thought about it he and just, he placed yeah. it in himself yeah. saying what we were. Yeah. Like Slytherin for me was like me, Matt Bruno, and Gabe Pulaski. That was the Slytherin. It's a great group. Yeah, it's a great group. We were three of us. That was it. I don't remember what it just was. Just three of us. But anyway. Talk about Barry because he was on my three, but I'll let you talk about I, it. I had a great time with him. Uh, actually, another person in my class, I'll never forget this. Uh, Brianna Yearling and wow. Marina actually fought in that class. Oh, yeah, shit went down in that class. It was a great time. It's an awesome time. And uh, 1059, I'm going to say my first mention is Kelleher as well. Just oh, Kelleher. Kelleher was just unreal. If, if you had him, like, no like I still have wow. so many stories. I still say his name to other people in conversation. Just explaining stories that happened in his class so like for that reason i think he did have an impact on me can i can i shoot in real quick please of course kelleher i had him as well i'm at a different period in the two of them but i still had a bunch of my friends in that class he did also create an amazing environment so I want to give you, a shout out. you know chris was saying you still tell stories those stories will be able to tell for the rest of our lives i tell my cousins Anything, I show videos what happened back there. Yeah. It's not many, it's not many teachers can do that. I don't think there's a single teacher that runs the class in the way. No. And no, that's why they didn't even like him. Oedipus, for example. Who didn't? Hamlet. School. For example. Yeah, because he was just very different. He was very he was unorthodox. But do you remember learning Oedipus? Yeah. I still think about that today. I learned a lot of in the, about that story and the meaning of that story. And that story, and I still think about it today. Like that. Just a simple story like that that we acted out in the Yeah, we acted everything. He was the best English teacher I had, and I didn't read a single thing. Yep. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of English, I'll bring up 
you know, because we did mention I had glass in my list. I like I like Barry as well. Glasser was English teacher. Glasser oh, was my math. Math, math, yeah. He's in my list. I think Barry's probably in there. There's also another I'd like to bring up, Hanson. Ah. I had Hanson. I actually had a somewhat of a relationship with Hanson. Hanson. I, I had Hanson as a teacher. Hanson's in my list, I would say. Also, I have to have in my list Chiramonti. Yeah. Now on a different level of teaching with him. He was, but he wasn't a history teacher for me. He was my peer ed teacher. So I don't know if you guys took peer ed, but I did peer ed. I also have to bring up Mr. Abley. He was in that too. Gotta bring Abley Audible up. Mention. Right? Gotta bring Abley up. Gotta bring up Chopin. You know, coach, right? Stock, of course. Stock. I'll go back to Chiramonti. I mean, I mean, I've kept a good relationship with them right now. I'm observing and teaching with them, so. But, you know, let me just look how much time we really have left here on the show. We've only got eight minutes left. About eight, so, seven minutes. You know, seven minutes. Six, so seven. I'll ask one question each, and then we're going to finish this up. I'll swing this over to... We'll, go in, we'll just go in order. So I'll go with Mike first. And in a minute span, explain to me your... Favorite memory in high school? My favorite memory in high school. There's so many, and right off the bat, all the ones. Right off the top of the head, though. Come here. I'm going to think of so many classes in his class. And the first one that really comes to my head is when you're doing the second play of the year with Medea. And I was fortunate enough to have Andrew the dog Monaco in my class. Okay. Shout out the dog. And he was Medea, and I had to be a little like baby. I had to put a diaper on. And with someone else, I think it was Nick Gambino, we wore this mask. And I remember, like, essentially, like, I was falling around, and Angela had to kill me, and then tell her screaming, like, and he gets filled with rage. And then the way Angie just got filled with rage was just essentially just spazzing out and just doing it. It was I awesome. I, I can't even explain it. It was not rageful at all, yet it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. That's the first one that comes to mind. But I got many, 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 and I would say about 30 to 40 percent of my favorite memories in high school are all teller. That's a really hard question. I'll swing this now to Bark. Alright, so this one I think just kind of solidified my high school experience with these men that I was with, you know, my friend group and how close we were. But it was at my uh, friend Scott, shout out Scott again. Surgeon Cuff, his party. Sure. Great night of partying, having a great time. And then we had to say goodbye to Dan, the first member of oh. Holbrook that we had to say goodbye to. Where was we, he uh, going? He was going off to college, but this was the first time and our first member, our first boy out of our friend group who was leaving. And we uh, lift, hoisted him up and carried him out. And it was very emotional. Yes. And it was a good, a great memory for me. It was a great time. That was a good time. So we're talking memories like outside of school or just the entire experience? Anything. Anything. I got a lot more I can tell you about them too, but I'll, I stick with my, I'll stick with my choice. All right, Chris, your, your favorite memory? Wow. High school memory? It's just some random ones that come in my head. You talked about Keller. I gave, I gave birth to Peyton Hartman. You did. You, that was an Oedipus. That was an Oedipus. Screamed on, as loud as I ever did in a, in a building. I've never screamed louder. <laughs> Bark, you witnessed that birth. When would you, you ever think birth? you could do that in an English classroom? Never again. Never again. That's why he's scream. the goat. So I, that's just a random one. 
another random one that came in my head. Definitely not my best or my favorite, but I picked a tick off this random freshman's fucking back with, with someone's glasses in the man. locker room. And then I would say that my probably my favorite time was when we uh when we graduated and then when we went to Bark's campsite oh, and we were all hanging one. out at the campsite watching the sunrise and everything. That was that was a really good one. Closing yeah. That was probably the uh Maybe, maybe I'd say that was the best if time. I don't know. Stuff. If we're talking outside of school. A lot of stuff went down. I just want to give a shout out to about from senior day to when we went to Montauk July 1st. So that little two week span yeah. was one of the best times, like, best sequences of my life ever. June 17th to July 1st, bro. This has been all the stuff we did. We were playing What Are the Odds a lot during that time period. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yep. prom, graduation. Chick-fil-A, what are the odds? Was that that time? That was, that was in May. That was a good but time. But a lot of things like that, bro. Like One that, word. That goes with, Opana. That goes with Chris. Like that feeling, July 17, June 17th to July 1st. Yeah. I can't put that I can't put that into a word, how that felt. That yeah. goes back to what I was saying, where there's a lot of gray area. It's indescribable. And every feeling is different. Yeah, you can hold this. It's not just... All right. Well, folks, we are at the hour. Approaching it. Hour, Real hour, quick, time give, your, give your favorite. Ooh, it's tough, but first thing that just came to mind as I'm sitting here pitching on senior day. Say uh, North baseball, right? School related, I was keeping it. I liked, you know, helping out my team. I thought that was fun. Um, I like it. Good for the team. Anyway. I like it. <clears throat> I just want to say thank you to my, co- you know, my guests for coming on. Bark, Mike. This was definitely a memory that... I will probably never forget, and hopefully I don't, unless a bullet goes through, you know. If you do, you'll the, always have you know, it. So, this was definitely interesting. I am extremely feeling it off that peanut butter. <laughs> and um, Tomorrow. I would say that this entire day has been something very special to, I think, all four of us. And I don't, and I think it's just starting as it's not even 11.30 yet. It's only 11.07. I was sleeping in the woods tonight. So I want to say Home. thank you, Home. boys, for coming on. Thank you, Lou. And I think cheers, and I raise a glass to many more. To many more. As Tomorrow. in this is smart and good times. So I want to say any last things you want to say, Mike? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was a wonderful time. Not a problem. Bark? Have a great Thanks for having us. It's been great spending time with you tonight. Chris? Just be great. Be great. I think that's a good way to end the podcast with saying, be great, guys, and good night. And always remember, everybody, this is the 59th Avenue Podcast. Five, nine. And be great. Mm-hmm.